What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Fleecy Podcast. It's Monday, and you know what that means. Today, we are dropping a mini-series, and we've got four episodes for the next four Mondays, and we are talking about the modern-day marketer. The modern-day marketer is the hero in the story that we are telling. So I'm bringing Jonathan back on the pod, and what we're doing is breaking down four separate weeks, four topics of things that we do as marketers and how the modern-day marketer looks at those things a little bit different. The goal here is to share some insights and share some knowledge from the hundreds of conversations that we've had over the past year or so and why we want to promote the modern-day marketer as our hero. Today, we are talking about sobering up from attribution, intoxication, so much of about metrics, so much about spreadsheets. Metrics are good. We believe in those, but they've got to be the right type of metrics and they can't be for you. They've got to be metrics that matter for your audience too, okay? If you like what we're doing over here, hit the subscribe button. Tell a damn friend about the 3C podcast. Without further ado, let's kick it to the conversation. What is up? Everybody, welcome back to the show. We are starting another mini-series. Hopefully, if you didn't get a chance to listen to our uh, last uh, mini-series, Using Community to Launch a B2B MarTech Company, uh, maybe you had a chance to check it out on uh, the Flip My Funnel podcast. We, we want to shout out Sangram. He's got a new book out. You should all go check it out. We'll put a link in the show notes. But yeah, we've been fortunate to uh, benefit from his audience with getting that mini-series out. We figured, you know what? We're in kind of like this phase two post-launch trials and tribulations of a startup. It's not all perfect. We're trying to figure it out, but we've really been focusing in on our key persona or our hero in our story that we like to call the modern day marketer. We've put a lot of content already out regarding who the modern day marketer is and what they're about. So I figured I, I kind of shot Jonathan a note. I said, hey, I think we should, it's time to do another mini series. Maybe we can, you know, use the podcast as a way to talk through what the modern day marketer is and what the modern day marketer is not. So we're kicking off the new mini series today, dedicated to our friend, the modern day marketer. Without further ado, Jonathan, welcome back to another mini series. How are you today? I'm doing well, Brett. Thanks for having me back. We're gonna we're gonna have enough mini series that we're gonna have a series of mini series. So I like the direction that we're heading here. Yes. Maybe when we started talking, you shared a deck that you had given, I think at maybe G2's virtual conference around bingeable content. So maybe our stuff can turn into bingeable content and then we can host it on our own platform and it can be this whole uh, juice love fest. What do you think about that? I like it. Yeah. That presentation, uh, B2B marketing from boring to bingeable, you know, I'm always one for a on the nose pun and that is certainly one, but, uh, yeah, that's, we've even been talking lately. B2C is the bellwether for B2B kind of trails B2B trails behind B2C for better or worse by five, 10 years. And what we're building at the juice, I think is in a classic example of that curated content that happens across every single medium in the B2C space. We're building it out for the B2B space. We're winning with it right now, and uh, we've got some modern-day marketers that are buying into it, and we're excited to highlight as part of this mini-series. Absolutely. So first thing I'd do for anyone who's jumping on the, the mini-series now, I would say, go ahead, finish out this episode. But if you need further clarification, 
put out a couple blog posts. One is defining the modern day marketer. And I did a 3C episode on that too. So if you need some further context for it all, all the dots to connect, I point you back to those, but let's get started with the conversation. So the way we're approaching this, I think is to maybe we're going to be a little vulnerable. I think being vulnerable is okay. We are going to admit our past mistakes as marketers and maybe how we weren't so modern day a year, two, three, four years ago. So we're going to talk about one topic out of the gates. And I think it's a topic that everyone cares about, but is just our metrics and how our metrics mesh up with being a modern day marketer. So the theme of this one is sobering up from attribution intoxication. Now, when I put this out there to Jonathan via Slack, I said, we're talking about this, like get yourself ready, get your mindset ready. Jonathan, tell the listeners what you responded back to me when you saw the topic and what we were going to be talking about today. Well, before I say what I responded back to you, I'll say what I said to myself, which was, oh shit, this is, this is a tricky one for me. I, I joked with a team. I think I've even referenced it on uh, this podcast that I am an old school B2B marketer. I'd say, I think part of what has made me, what I've been successful with, whether or not it's made me successful, I think is a separate conversation, but part of what's made me different as a marketer, I come from the data side of marketing, not the brand and creative side. I cut my teeth at Exact Target as a data analyst in the marketing department. I have always prided myself on being able to turn the gray science of marketing into measurable, tangible, tactical items. I think it's one of my strengths, right? And so there's a delicate balance here when we talk about all these topics that we're not saying you shouldn't measure things, uh, I don't think. We're saying, you know, there's what are you measuring? What are the right things to measure? And more so, how are you getting the results of what you're measuring? You know, it's not that your results shouldn't be made at the sacrifice of your audience. So we're going to talk all about this. But uh, what I said to you was this should be a fun one. I used to pride myself on some of these things. So here we go. We'll see if uh, my evolution into a modern day marketer has been successful or not. I appreciate the point of clarification and good disclaimer on the episode. We are not telling you to go tell your bosses to throw out all the metrics and let's not track anything. I would say just in our relationship, a CEO to VP of marketer, Jonathan is certainly someone who's more metrics driven, which is great. Metrics are important to me, but like for me, it's the brand, creativity, writing. And I think there's a yin and a yang relationship between individuals within organizations but I, I think what we want to do in this episode is, is share some perspective on what the modern day marketer is doing and what they're not doing. And I think let's let's lead this off by something that's been bothering me for quite some time is just these SaaS metrics that everybody across every channel and every platform talks about. And I call them kind of your cookie cutter metrics. It's a, oh, because this company is tracking these things us as marketers need to be tracking these things. And it's a, this industry is very copycat, right? Somebody that sees something and they start copying it and then it just keeps going. It's like, you know, it, uh, there's a ripple effect. And, you know, as I sit in this spot talking with marketers every day, there are different needs of these companies and their audiences are different and their go-to-market strategies are different. So like, this is really put a light on that for me and, say, and and had me take a step back and say, hey, like, 
Should we, as B2B marketers, all be talking about and tracking the same stuff, knowing that all of our goals are different, all of our audiences are different, our go-to-market motions are different? Jonathan, you as the metrics-driven individual in this conversation, more metrics-driven individual in this conversation, like, what's your response and reaction to that? Yeah, so this is one of those ones where I was like, oh, man, I don't know, like, I like some of those cookie cutter metrics, probably, you know, whether it's leads or um, sourced revenue or sourced opportunities, marketing qualified leads, sales. Those are all things that I've had success measuring in the past. But I think what you said about like the copycat nature of it, I think we, you know, you read one hot take about one thing that one company is having success with and we take it as a universal truth and we say what's right for them must be right for our business. And then we start measuring that and we do that at the expense of other things in our business or again, our audience's expense. I think, you know, each business, you know, for some people, it might be leads. I don't, we've talked about some of the tactics that people use to acquire leads. I don't think leads in and of themselves are inherently bad. I think low quality leads that are acquired through low quality experiences, uh, manipulative tactics, I think those are bad, right? But there's high quality leads. And if you're generating those and measuring those, I think that's a good metric for you. I'm, I'm a big believer in like North Star metrics. Uh, it's something that we, have, we as a team have used. I've used previously in my career. And I, I think that is really like, all right, what for your business really changes the uh, trajectory of your business? And then what motions can you tie to that um, across the business to achieve that North Star metric? Um, and then how can you do that in partnership with your prospects, your customers, your audience, as opposed to at their expense? Yeah. And I think like, just to piggyback off of that, I think the modern day marketer right now realizes that the decision on if someone from their audience wants to raise their hand and say, you know what, like you've delivered enough quality content to me that I need to see your product because I believe based on your content, it can be something that can help me level up in my role. The modern day marketer realizes that like that choice is really on the individual and just the way consumer expectations have changed over the last five years. Like it's, it's just undeniable because of the power that we all have by just being able to pick up our iPhone and do whatever the hell we want, order whatever, buy whatever. So I think like the modern day marketer realizes that and it's almost more now it's like, how can I earn these individuals trust and so that they go through the process that we want to go through? I think part of just previous life for me and work, it felt like, okay, how can we pull these people into our funnel and so that we can track these individuals and so that we can report on these through dashboards and we can tell our bosses. And it wasn't too long ago, it seems like forever ago, but at exact target, when I just remember sitting around a table and people bickering at each other about attribution and who deserved credit on this. And I'm just, at the time, I thought it was a little silly, but now, you know, almost a decade later, it seems like borderline insanity because we're not there thinking about the person we're trying to serve. So like, like, what are your thoughts on just like that scenario and just how we should be thinking through those things? Very similar to that scenario. I think about my, my last career stop um, at Springbuck healthcare analytics platform. We were fortunate in knowing uh, we sold through a channel 
Um, and so our total addressable market in terms of number of individuals was relatively small compared to other places where you're selling direct. Um, so like it, everything was very quantifiable, which I loved, but I, I remember content syndication became a thing when we, you know, we hit a law of diminishing returns. We had been through our total addressable market two or three times in a year. It's like, we're all looking around saying, oh, we've got this leads goal to hit. I guess we'll do content syndication because I know a lead's going to cost me a hundred bucks. I know what a lead is worth to our business. That return, it's not great, but it's positive. So let's go do a content syndication program. And holy crap, was it, I mean, total failure. Like no business came from that ever, but we were able to put on our scorecard. Hey, we hit this many leads. We got terrible leads. Uh, it was probably not an enjoyable experience. Didn't build brand affinity uh, for us as a brand with the people clicking into that content. And so I think about that a lot with the juice. We get asked often, uh, who is our competition? And uh, I tongue in cheek, you know, I think when you say, oh, well, we don't have any direct competition, it's kind of like an eye roll, right? Like, oh, sure. Like none of us do. Right. But I think we will steal a lot of budget from content syndication programs. This is already, already has happened. If you're running a content syndication program, I know we don't want this podcast to be a, a, a pitch, but if you're running a content syndication program, I'd love to talk to you because I think, you know, we will deliver a much more higher quality connection with an individual using content than the terrible content experience that content syndication programs put readers and leads through. We don't even call them leads, right? It's engagement. We want to build relationships with brands. I just think that content syndication playbook is so exasperated and so <laughs> terrible. I can't believe I, I can't believe we're still doing it because those are the metrics that old school marketers are held accountable to, but I can't believe it's still effective. And um, I can't imagine there's too many people having success with that playbook. That's because you were like many out there listening and I'm pointing the finger right back at myself are drunk off your dashboard or your spreadsheet where you're trying to report up and the metric is number of or volume of. And, you know, it's just like with anything it's with, you know, individual creators in their YouTube pages, you know, brands in their Instagram account, like the measurement is more like, and the more, when you're measuring more, it's infinite, right? There can never be enough. So I think about just the volume game and, you know, hell, I, I sat there in the room on launch day when, you know, we had a panel organized from Lindsay at Casted and Holly at Lev and Devin at Animals. And just, I was live tweeting the thing and everyone's talking about the volume game and how overrated it is and how damaging it can be to your brand. However, we have spent all of this time in our careers trying to get more and, and do more without really taking a step back and thinking about quality. And so I've been on this rampage recently of talking with marketers and I, unprovoked everyone, the modern day marketers pushing forward where it's like, you know, we shouldn't take a little step back and be focused now on the quality because all it takes is, you know, a handful of the right people to enter your content stream and trust your brand, then want to talk with you about what your product offers. And then one of them becomes your customer. And then, you know, the, the ROI is proven out. So relevancy versus volume game. I know that's been on your mind. It's been on our, our team's mind as we've been talking about the product. 
what's your perspective on, on it? I'm going to steal here. Um, see, he can say it much more eloquently than I can. Uh, I just got off a call right before this with Jay Akunzo. Uh, more to come on the juice and Jay uh, in the not too distant future. But uh, he, his focus with his business is creating content that resonates as opposed to reaches. You know, it's quality versus quantity, but it's all about creating content with resonance. Um, and I just love that. Like, there's a sophistication that comes with that, right? It, you know, it resonates because you know who you're writing content for. There's like almost an intimacy with it. You're creating content for a specific individual as opposed to just the, a massive top of funnel that you're hoping to catch whatever you can. I absolutely love that uh, perspective. And again, it, it's his, but I think that's what we are all going for. And even in the launch panel that you you spoke about, one of the lines that Devin said was it's about quantification and not quantity. And I think the magic here is being able to quantify how low quantity is high value for a brand, right? Because you found the right audience, the right time and the right format with your content. If you can, if you can quantify that, and it's not about quantity, but it is about quantification, then that buys you the right to, continue to do more of that, right? And just double down on that, triple down on that. We talk about even amongst our business, like we're running a ton of experiments right now. I always use uh, gambling for better or worse as the metaphor here, right? Like we have a stack of chips. Let's place, you know, some chips on a lot of different bets and the bets that are having the highest returns, let's move chips to those bets. And I think that's what you can do if you can find that magic of quantifying low quantity uh, being valuable for the business. I, there's some magic there. There is some magic there. And you did a nice job of talking through that without fumbling over your words. I'm not sure I could have done, done the same there. But I want to talk say, intoxication is part of this uh, podcast episode, right? So that was me not slurring my words. Very, very well done. So one thing I, I think we should address here is just like overall intent and purpose behind content, because I think what I have seen is that when you don't have the right intent with the content you create and you measure the wrong stuff, then you have maybe leadership, senior leadership, look at the content program and say, you know what, this isn't working. We shouldn't do that, which is silly. But it seems to me that individuals want to take their content, say, we're creating content, we're putting it out there, and then they want to immediately tie it back to this piece of content gener- created this number of leads and this number of leads went to the sales team. And then this many opportunities were created. And there's this linear progression that I think a lot of, a lot of individuals want to kind of cast down on just measuring overall content where that's not how I see it. And I'm still working through this, but I think a lot of modern day marketers don't see it at that as that where they're creating content first and foremost because they know it'll positively impact their brand if they're educating or leaving their audience something to think about or learn from. And so I think there's this balance. I don't think B2B marketing has figured it out. And I hope we can help contribute to it as we're trying to figure it out. But like, how can we get ourselves in this position where we think about content from the lens of like supporting brand, earning trust, and not so much about generating pipeline and skipping, skipping the steps that are so important to the modern day marketer. This is the 
secret there this is the challenge the magic the secret i don't know content is i think what makes content marketing challenging is it touches every point of the sales process if we're talking funnel which i know a lot of marketers still are it touches everything from top of funnel to bottom of funnel right and so this is something we struggle with as a business and you outlined it a little bit there but we'll start talking to a content marketer who is a part of the brand team right and they are all about building brand affinity creating content that resonates, finding the right audience at the right time in the right format. And we'll say, that's great. Let's partner together. And they'll say, okay, well, the budget has to come from the demand generation team because they have to prove a positive return on what we do. And it's like, well, wait a second. You just told us your goal is not transactional with your content, but to justify investing into that content, it becomes transactional. And that's the challenge with so many content marketers we talk to and just content marketing in general, we talked about this on a previous episode, but is it a brand play? Is it a demand generation play? Is it both? Who owns budget for it? Who owns the decision-making? What's the goal with it? Uh, that's where it gets really dangerous. And I think that's where people can get drunk on the um, attribution model of like every piece of content has to have a positive return and quickly. I know Ross Simmons at Foundation Inc., talks about content as a portfolio, you know, the, just like you invest in stocks, like on each, you want to diversify your portfolio. You know, if each individual piece of content doesn't have a positive return, that's okay. But you want to have a diverse, diversified portfolio where as a long-term, as a whole, it has a positive return. It's hard to do. And that's part of what we are helping modern day marketers find, but it is challenging. And I think there's a lot of marketers are stuck in that fight between the intent of our content, like you said, and having the right goals with the intent, but then having it measured in the wrong way. It's really tough. I, I empathize with those uh, markers. That's something I think you and I both felt throughout our career. Yeah. And I'll just say this, that I spent half of my career in demand generation roles, and then the other half of my career in content and brand roles. And I've, I've been tied to the metrics and I've lived those two sides. And even living in those two worlds and being faced with it now when we get those conversations like, hey, the demand gen person's involved and they want to track all of these things regarding this, like to me, I still, it's still, it's still a challenge. And I wish I had an answer, but I don't. And it's really difficult. What I do know is that the more revenue teams, and I'll say anyone in a brand or content role anyone in a demand demand generation role, SDR sales, like the more those individuals can get together and talk as teams about the purpose and intention behind content pieces, I think the streamlining conversation will lead to there being one goal between these teams because it just seems like now B2B marketer and B2B marketing, there's more silos than ever. And I'm not sure what the right answer is, but I think the more we talk about it as individuals, the more we will learn from other people. So that's kind of where my mindset is with that. It's a very challenging topic. Don't have all the answers, but hopefully we can work through it with the individuals that are coming to us. Maybe we close it out with this. I'd love for you to maybe share some just thoughts just regarding modern day markers and what you know, metrics and how you thought about them. Like, what do you think one thing individuals listening to this podcast right now should leave with just in terms of how they should be 
thinking about tracking what they're doing and how it maybe shouldn't get in the way of execution, but it, it should help support their activities? There's a rising tide right now uh, around what we just discussed about, you know, should we keep measuring leads? Is it marketing source revenue? Is it page views? But there's a rising tide of, we call them modern day marketers who are all about doing what's right for their audience. So I think continuing down that path and the recommendation I would give around that and measurement, uh, I talked about it earlier, but figure out what your business's North Star metric is. Stop reading the hot takes about what every single marketer should measure and taking it as universal truth. Search within your business. Talk to your sales team. Talk to your customer success. Talk to your customers. Understand what your North Star metric is as an organization and then figure out how your content impacts that. It's probably not going to be quantity of leads. It's probably not going to be, you know, page views at the most like in in their most raw form. It could be some semblance of those things. It could be marketing qualified leads. It could be specific page views, but figure out for you and your organization what the North Star metric is. If you're wondering what a North Star metric is, search it on the juice. There's a lot of really good content on uh, the topic. But find what that is for your organization and then figure out how your content supports it. Uh, It's going to be unique for you. I'd love to tell you this is the formula for doing that. But again, I I think that's part of the challenge is just like you led the podcast off with. We all see somebody doing something and then we just take it as truth for our business. And that, again, comes at the expense of our audience, our content, our team, our efforts. And so I think find what's right for you do measure it. I think that's what we're recommending is measure the right things and not everything. But that that would be my recommendation. Find what's right for your business, find a way to measure it, figure out how your content impacts that, and then double down on the bets that work and move chips away from the bets that don't. I love it. We're going to come back at you next week with the second installment. We're talking about one of my favorite topics, which is writing for people and not machines. This will be an interesting conversation around SEO, its placement in content marketing. I've got a lot lot on my mind regarding that topic. Hopefully, you're ready to listen. And our goal with this is to get you to understand the conversations we're having with the market and why we're calling certain individuals modern-day marketers. Jonathan, I think think you did all right. I I don't think after this call, you're going to be asking me how many... uh, leads we're going to generate by the end of this week, but maybe I'm wrong. No, uh, that is not our North Star metric at this point of our business. So that's a great example of us being aligned around member growth and that's our metric. So we're doing things with our content that'll help us achieve that goal. So drinking our own champagne with a little bit of juice in it. With a little bit of juice. All right, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. More to come and talk to you all very soon. Thanks, Brett. I enjoyed that conversation. Hopefully you did too. Just trying to get some new ways and new ideas of how we can all be thinking about tracking metrics and where we allocate and spend our time. Are you signed up for The Juice? Go to thejuicehq.com. It's free. Start enjoying your frictionless content experience today and start learning. Have a hell of a week. Let's go. We'll be back on Friday with another episode with a content marketer that matters. Take care. Take care.